Air travel troubles for people trying to make it home after Thanksgiving, and it's not just because of weather, the security concerns at some airports. Another locally owned business is shutting down what led the owners of an indie bookstore to call it quits. And our warm-up continues how high temperatures get ahead of our next cold front coming up. First tonight, the post-Thanksgiving travel headache is underway. Thank you for joining us, everyone. I'm Mike Rush. Thousands of flight delays are creating a travel mess. By midday today, more than 2,500 flights into or out of U.S. airports were delayed. Severe weather, including strong winds, rain, and snow hitting major cities. FlightAware.com shows nearly 3,000 flights were delayed today, and 63 flights had to be canceled. Now, the weather may be clear in Austin, but airport officials are expecting a busy day tomorrow. If you're flying out, get there at least two and a half hours early for domestic flights and three hours for international flights. And Sean, as we mentioned, the weather here today had nothing to do with the airlines right. having troubles because it was a beautiful day today. Wow. I mean, it was fantastic. It doesn't get better than this, right? 70s for high temperatures today. Not a cloud out in the sky. Absolutely wonderful weather. Live look outside in our Austonian weather camera looking towards downtown Austin. It's a terrific day out there and it gets even warmer beyond today. Again, the stormy weather up towards the northeast, quiet weather up towards the west but we're going to start to see some snow chances out into the Rocky Mountains for the next couple of days. Here at home, we're just quiet all across the state, not even here, just in central Texas. We've got no rain out there, and again, we've got no cloud coverage out there. Temperatures also very warm and comfortable. We started off uh, just a few hours ago into the 70s. It's still very reasonable. 69 in Kingsland. You don't need a jacket in Burnett. 65, 67 in Johnson City. Look at these temperatures still at the hour of 73 in Kyle, 73 in San Marcos, 66 in Taylor, out towards the east here, 72 in Schulenburg, Flatonia at 73, 67 in Lexington, so a really nice evening. You will, however, need the jacket later on this evening after sunset. Those temperatures drop quickly here down into the 50s and then eventually the 40s and perhaps even a few 30s early tomorrow morning. After the chilly start, though, tomorrow, look at these temperatures. They're rising quickly. 70s tomorrow. We make a run for the 80s for your Tuesday. But look at that big temperature drop into Wednesday into Thursday. That is our next cold front. We'll go through the timing with that and talk about if we could see any rain coming up in first morning weather. Thanks, Sean. See you in a bit. The FBI is investigating an assault on a Southwest Airlines flight that left from Houston. It forced the pilot to divert to Little Rock yesterday. One passenger was taken to a hospital for treatment. No word on that passenger's condition. Flight 192 was flying from Houston to Columbus, Ohio, when Southwest says its crew observed, quote, unruly behavior and decided to land in Little Rock. The FBI says a passenger is in federal custody and that they're investigating the incident. So far, no charges have been filed. Another man is under investigation for threatening a passenger in mid-flight. As Guad Venegas reports, it's just the latest in a series of security concerns on planes and at airports. Where is the box Tonight, growing concerns about weapons getting through TSA checkpoints and onto airplanes. On Thanksgiving Day, a man arrested with a loaded gun in his carry-on bag at Newark International. This year, the TSA expects to surpass its all-time record of nearly 6,000 guns found at checkpoints, but firearms are not their only concern. 
On Monday, this 41-year-old man on a JetBlue flight was arrested after a passenger next to him told authorities he was holding what appeared to be a knife inches from her neck. JetBlue was reporting they had one male passenger threatening another passenger with a pocket knife. Pocket knife has been removed from the aggressor. He had grabbed the woman next to him, and the way he grabbed her was uh, looked very ominous. And I could tell he had something in his hand. The suspect, Merrill Daryl Fackrell, now faces charges for assault with a dangerous weapon. Authorities say the flight crew was able to retain a wood-handled straight-edge razor like this one. In response, the TSA said in a statement they are introducing new X-ray technology at more airports to improve their capability to better detect items such as the one used in this incident. Earlier this month, another man was arrested on a Frontier Airlines flight after allegedly threatening passengers with a box cutter mid-flight. The sad fact of the matter is they're not going to find everything. And they're going to miss the occasional box cutter. They're going to miss the occasional straight razor. The colossal challenge to keep the weapons away as the holiday travel season is underway. Frontier Airlines says it's getting rid of its telephone customer service. Customers can now reach out by text, social media, channels, and WhatsApp. The change comes as long hold times on customer service, phone lines, and other channels cause problems for travelers this year. A spokesperson for Frontier says the change is expected to allow customers to get information as efficiently as possible. It also aims to lower labor costs and increase the number of customers that the company can help at once. Most major carriers still do offer customer service lines. We want to give you a live look now at an Austin tradition. The city is gearing up for the 56th Zilker Holiday Tree Lighting Ceremony. Now, This local favorite includes live music, food, and plenty of spinning under the tree once the lights turn on. Today's ceremony starts in just a few minutes. It will end at 7 tonight. Always beautiful. A familiar part of Austin's bookstore scene is closing next month after more than nine years in business. Malvern Books opened as a bookstop that promoted independent publishers and lesser known titles. The closure comes after its owner, Joe Bratcher, died from COVID-19 complications in July. Store manager Becky Garcia thanked community members who've supported the business over the years and who found some new authors along the way. I've lived in Austin for years and I said, oh yeah, there was this great bookstore. So, you know, I'd love to be added to that list. And they say, oh, there was this great bookstore and it was Malvern Books. That was Joe Bratcher. Throughout December, the store will host several book sales. Malvern Books' last day in business is on December the 31st. Troubles in Italy. The search for survivors in a popular area hit hard by a landslide. Plus, shopping local during the holidays where people picked up one-of-a-kind gifts and supported local artists. With the midterms behind us, we're getting a better picture now, uh, now of how Texans voted in the governor's race. Republican, Greg, uh, Republican Governor Greg Abbott easily won re-election to a third term, defeating Democrat Beto O'Rourke by double digits, almost 55% of the vote versus roughly 44%. Now take a look at this map showing how Texans voted. Abbott, here in red, had his biggest win in Montgomery County, north of Houston, where his margin of victory was almost 100,000 votes. Meanwhile, 
O'Rourke, highlighted in blue on this map, saw huge margins in Travis County, winning more than 215,000 votes, more than Abbott. O'Rourke also had six-digit margins in Dallas and Harris counties. But Abbott benefited from vast amounts of votes in more rural areas, as the map shows all that red. Now, we do have this interactive map for you to look at closer on KXAN.com. Astronauts at the International Space Station are getting some extra love from NASA today. This is video of the docking. SpaceX's largest Dragon cargo ship, or latest Dragon cargo ship, I should say, arrived at ISS this morning. The spacecraft is packed with nearly 8,000 pounds of cargo containing fresh supplies, new solar wings, even some ice cream. In about 45 days, that cargo ship will return to Earth along with some research. The spacecraft will come down with a parachute-aided ocean splashdown. Dragon is the only currently operational cargo craft that comes back to Earth in one piece following its missions. A part of Austin's history got a splash of modern art today. Holiday art on the lawn took place on the grounds of the Neil Cochran House Museum. <laughs> Built in 1855, the main house is among the oldest residences still standing in Austin, with the only remaining intact slave quarters in the city. The event is a fundraiser for the museum, but also a way to showcase local art as we gear up for our holiday shopping. About a dozen Austin-based artists took part, showing off their unique wares. I use a lot of upcycled items when, with my art. Uh, these are made uh, from soda bottles, and so are the uh, flowers, and these um, are made from fluorescent light covers and some other things. <laughs> the museum holds three or four art on the lawn events every year. Well, it was a fantastic day today for your Sunday. Hopefully you got outside and you enjoyed it. It was our first day in a while. We've seen temperatures well above average, a high of 73 degrees. We started off spot on at 47. We have a nice warming trend here through the next couple of days. Middle 70s tomorrow, 80s for your Tuesday. And then that'll all be ahead of our next cold front, which could even bring us a little bit of rain. We'll talk about that coming up. Search crews are looking for missing people at an Italian resort after a massive landslide tore through it. It's happening at the resort island of Ischia. Search teams pulled the body of a young girl from her family home today as they dug through the mud. Crews pulled another body yesterday. Authorities say at least 10 more people remain missing and are feared buried under the mud. Torrential rain hit the town yesterday, triggering the landslide that buried buildings and swept cars into the sea. That storm that went through central Texas Friday into Saturday left a mess in Louisiana. Crews are still cleaning up after a tornado hit yesterday afternoon. As you can see, the storm damaged homes, a church, and numerous trees. When I found out that we did have an active tornado, was come and drive through the neighborhood and make sure that everybody was okay and, and see if anybody needed anything. Um, and it's important because um, I'm here to serve them. And so that's why uh, that's why we went out there and uh, we're going to go and continue to to um, drive around and check on neighbors and make sure that everybody's OK. It's unclear if anyone was injured in that. As we feel for our neighbors there, it makes us even more thankful, Sean, about how beautiful our weather is now right. compared to what we had that Friday leading into Saturday. Yeah, morning. again, that same storm system bringing us the beneficial rain, but it did bring us some large hail into portions of Hayes County and Caldwell County. And again, now luckily that storm system pushing up towards the northeast, but not really seeing anything severe ongoing with that system other than uh, some heavy downpours and some rain. For us here at home, 
no rain to be found and no clouds to be found. Hey, happy Sunday, everyone. Hopefully you got outside and you enjoy the warm weather. Finally sitting with temperatures into the low 70s for highs. It was fantastic and still it's very comfortable. 68 degrees, winds light out of the north, northwest, six miles per hour. So dry air is in place, not a cloud in the sky, but with the dry air, and the light to calm winds that we're going to experience and we're continuing to experience. Once the sun sets this evening, these temperatures will drop quickly here. So you still need that jacket if you're going to be heading out to dinner later on this evening, heading out and about maybe just walking the dog. These temperatures, though they are warm now, will cool off quickly here. And it's very warm out there. 75 in Luling, 73 in San Marcos, 67 in Gidding, 68 in Dripping Springs. Just a taste of what is yet to come again tomorrow morning. It's pretty chilly. We're down into the 40s and even a few 30s out into the hill country. But after that chilly start, these temperatures kind of go crazy here. Middle 70s for highs tomorrow afternoon. Nowhere near as cold Tuesday morning because the humidity returns that stops the temperatures from falling. We wake up to 60s and then we end the day here with high temperatures on Tuesday into the low 80s. That's ahead of our next cold front. We get this warm air surging out ahead of it. That cold front, though, moves in Tuesday night into Wednesday. Look what it does to those temperatures. It drops them quickly here early Wednesday morning down to 30s and 40s, and the winds really pick up into Wednesday here with chilly conditions. With those winds, we may even see some wind advisories issued with some wind gusts near 40 miles per hour. There's that big rise in the humidity, also coinciding with the warm temperatures that we'll see on Tuesday. There's that drop behind it with that cold front that we'll see. Again, nothing going on out there across the state. There's that storm system impacting us earlier on in the weekend here. Quiet conditions down towards the south and west as well. Just really zooming on in here, showing not a cloud up in the sky. And it's going to remain that way. Clear conditions overnight. Sunshine for your Monday. Now, as we get into Tuesday, we start to see increasing clouds. We'll wake up to some patchy fog out there, maybe even some patchy drizzle early Tuesday morning, but we'll start to break out some sun Tuesday afternoon. That's what's really going to help up those temperatures warm up with the winds out of the south, winds out of the north Tuesday night and into Wednesday. We do have to watch out for a 10% chance for an isolated storm, an isolated shower. This model says, yeah. The chance is pretty slim here, but something we'll have to watch out for that it'll be mainly east of Austin as that cold front moves in again early Wednesday morning. So tonight, 42 degrees. We're clear, we're calm, and we're cold. 75 for a high temperature tomorrow, mainly sunny skies. Increasing clouds into Tuesday, 80s for highs, and then that big drop into the, the temperatures there on Wednesday, more than 20 degrees with increasing clouds and temperatures into next weekend. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Hello all. After starting this season 3-3, three and three, the Texas State football team went 1-5 down the stretch to finish with their second straight 4-8 and eight record overall. And now, a change at the top. Head coach Jake Spavadol is out after four seasons at the helm. In a letter from Athletic Director Don Coriel, it was announced the Bobcats will be moving on from Spavadol. Bobcats lost to Louisiana on Saturday to finish their season in front of a smaller-than-normal crowd at Bobcat Stadium to finish four and eight. They beat App State early in the season in early October to get to three and three. That was a big win at the time, but 
and never won more than four games in his four years in San Marcos. 13 and 35 overall record for Spavadol in his four years at the helm. Last winning season for the program almost a decade ago back in 2014. All right, to Texas football, Longhorns move up three spots in both polls and check in at 21st after the win over Baylor. And it appears a trip to the Alamo Bowl on December 29th is their postseason fate after hoping they could sneak in some help from KU last night. Let's go to... Manhattan saw this guy a couple weeks ago needs to work on his push-up form not gonna lie to you KU K-State we'll start with the end around from Malik Knowles and after a muff punt that is some momentum for the guys in purple seven nothing Wildcats go in front Longhorns rooting for the team in red and white and here's what they were hoping to see Tory Lachlan gonna even things up at seven scampering in to the end zone we have a game here early on in the little apple but Sammy Wheeler here gonna be wide open. Nobody from the Jayhawks decided to cover Mr. Wheeler. Nobody with about 15 yards of him. He rolls into the end zone and a lot of points for the Wildcats. How about the local guy? Deuce Vaughn takes the pitch into the end zone. What a game he had. 147 rushing yards, 229 total as K-State beats Kansas by 20 and they are on their way to the Big 12 championship game. With that, K-State almost guaranteed a spot in the All-State Sugar Bowl. If they beat TCU, they're going to represent the Big 12, and TCU would likely get a New Year's Six at-large bowl. However, if TCU wins, they're going to go to the playoff, and K-State will be the Big 12 team in that Sugar Bowl. All right, still to come, Rory Harmon back for Texas basketball. The Energizer will hear from the Horn Star next. Welcome back. Texas women's basketball had an admittedly tough trip to the Bahamas. Couple losses did not have their star point guard Rory Harmon. They did win their final game in paradise and now get Harmon back here at home against Princeton today. Texas before the game retiring the jersey of Annette Smith Knight. What a legend she is. Played from 1981 to 86 and left the program as UT's all-time leading scorer, leading Texas to the 1986 national championship. As we said, Rory Harmon, the star point guard, back. Here early on, gets the roll on her first shot. Welcome back. Point guard, Texas jumped out to a 9-0 lead. Here, Aaliyah Moore, a little floater, scored 10 in just 17 minutes. Then Sonia Morris, another big day for her. Up four, she hits the three, lead up to seven. She led UT with 15. Up nine at the half, good movement here in half number two. Taylor Jones keeping things going. Then Rory Harmon, a little juice. Welcome back. The and one and how fired up is number three. Had 11 points in just 22 minutes. Shaylee Gonzalez here for good measure. And Texas rolls over a very good Princeton team, 74 to 50. I'm just completely grateful to be able to play in front of those fans and um, be right there beside my teammates and all that. Um, I'm just, that's really all I have to say. I feel great. And of course, I'm a little, a little sore, a little tight. But coming back to play in a women's college basketball game, it's after two and a half weeks, it's not that easy. But I'm, I'm going to keep preparing in practice, getting my body right, and I'll be ready for the next game. Harmon working her way back in. Next up for the Longhorns, another team receiving votes in the top 25 South Florida this Friday at Moody. Let's go to some football. Ravens and Jaguars. Jacksonville with the late score and Doug Peterson feeling aggressive. Wants to go for two with 14 seconds left and it's Zay Jones, the Austin High product. How about that? 28-27, Jacksonville in front. In just 14 seconds, but Baltimore gets to the 49. That means Justin Tucker can try to break his 66-yard record with a 67-yarder. It looks good, Mike, and just short. Just short. Baltimore falls. We will be right back. <laughs> 